I'm sorry. Okay. Wait, wait. <laughs> Don't be trying to kick off season two with new tricks and new... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Like, I'm trying to figure this all out. But all right. We going. Where the money reside? Where the money reside? Where the money reside? Hey. hey. Oh, that might have been the best thing that came out of 2020. I don't care. I don't Okay. I think that was the, that was the best song, right? Yes. 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 Okay. Well, that's what we're it. on. We're on 2020. I thought we wouldn't be talking about 2020 in season two, but we're freaking back, homegirls. We're back. Still talking about 20 goddamn 20. Right. What's going on, girls? I mean, hey, what's, y'all. I mean, hey, I miss y'all. y'all. I miss been y'all. So I know. I miss y'all, too. I mean, I'm still alive. It's, it's good to see that you guys are still alive. Oh, my gosh. You know, we made it. I want to shout, I want to congratulate all of our Black business owners because I've been seeing just so many sprouting Black-owned businesses, small business, and I just want to congratulate everybody for just become entrepreneurs and believing in y'allself. Y'all are really doing the thing when it's COVID. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't take us, it didn't take all of us out just yet, child. Hmm. But, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, today, y'all, first of all, first of all, shout out to us of making it to season two. Okay. 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 <laughs> and thank y'all for listening and waiting on us. Okay. Because us. 2020 tried it in every facet of the word try. Um, you know, 2020 didn't want us to have a season two, but here we are. Season two in it out. So, right. I mean, you know, without further ado, because I know you guys have been waiting quite a long time. Um, <laughs> we just about to talk about all kind of random shit. And it's basically just like, 2020 what like are we there yet is it over yet I mean because that's I'm just I'm just trying to figure out when it's over this has been the literally the longest year I've ever been a part of I don't know right am I tripping okay like can it be over you're not alone I'm just saying COVID is still here okay Hmm. that was still running rampant running rampant Rampant. And there's a new strain. Did y'all hear about the new strain that came out yeah. yesterday? The even yeah. deadlier. It's making people blind. It's making people yeah, blind. Yeah, in Las Vegas. Know. And I'm in Las Vegas. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So guess what? It's going to be inside. I was going to say, inside you. Even think. more inside than I am. Yeah. Like, people but, are literally dropping like flies. Mm-hmm. What are we at? Like, over 300,000 deaths oh, in Jesus. the United States. Like, this is crazy. But, I mean, as a pro, we now have a vaccine, right? COVID yeah. vaccine? I know. Let's get into it. Shuddy, I saw your face, sis. Well, I mean... You, I <laughs> okay, so I mean, I am going to say this. I have been avidly against this vaccine. Um, and that's because I have a clinical research background. That's my job. I work in clinical research. Um, and I know the process of what it takes for a drug to become FDA approved. I know all the phases. I know what's supposed to happen. And for me, I just... Not that I don't think that the drugs or the vaccines are efficacious, um, especially after doing my research. I did some research on it to back it up. So what I will say is this. Personally, for me, in my home, we're not doing the vaccines right now because mm-hmm. I just don't know what the long-term effects are. However, um, there's, um, there's a Black scientist that I looked up uh, that's on Dr. Fauci's. Is that how you say his name? Fauci. Okay, Dr. Fauci. Fauci. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Italian, Fauci, no. Fauci. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, Dr. Fauci. Um, there's a black scientist and she goes by, I think on Instagram, her name is Kizzy PhD. I like, I love her page. She's super, she's like one of the homegirls, right? And she yes. kind of broke down why, you know, you should kind of trust into it. And once I realized how they constructed it with the RNA, I don't want to get all into the scientific aspects of it, but I do feel more comfortable in knowing that it's constructed much in the same way a lot of other vaccines are. So that's why they feel like it's safe. That's why they, they're not looking for the long-term effects. But because of this new strain and all of this, I still don't feel that comfortable. So I'm going to go ahead and let other people get that first. And then I'm going <laughs> to see, because I am, uh, you know, I'm not the, 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 one of the most uh, healthiest people out here walking these COVID streets. However, I do feel like the urgency for the vaccine is necessary because when you think of the frontliners, when I think of Courtney being in a hospital, if something can protect her from being in a hospital or Alex, you being dealing with people coming straight from a hospital or Erica, you going into these restaurants and all of this stuff, I do want y'all to be protected. So from that aspect, I'm like, okay, yeah, people need that protection, but it's kind of like I'm on the fence with it. You know, as for me for right now, I don't feel 
100% comfortable getting it. But I do. I support it to an extent, a certain extent. I mean, and let's just be informational here. Like I'm not a scientist. Y'all are the pros on clinical research, but I just kind of wanted to debunk any myths. Like, okay, first of all, y'all, I pissed myself off and went and read like a Facebook thread of some random local people talking about the COVID virus. Uh, vaccine and they were like you know I'm not letting this government inject me with COVID I'm not about to let them put a microchip in me sis you be eating a McRib you be eating noodles okay so everybody I mean and correct me if I'm wrong so this vaccine doesn't inject like an inactivated form of the COVID vaccine like the flu shot or um, you know, shingles, other vaccines. This vaccine uses, like Shadi hit on, um, mRNA um, processes, basically, which is basically like an instruction set um, mm-hmm. for cells to recognize um, a certain a, a certain protein that's very similar to the spike protein that's on COVID. Yep. So these instructions, once they get injected into you, your body recognizes this pro- this protein and tries to fight it off. So the idea is that if COVID were to come into contact with your body or whatever, um, it would then activate the same type of defense mechanisms against the that protein, right? I mean, that's kind of yeah. That's, that's pretty much how that's pretty much how it's constructed. And yeah. I didn't know that at first. I, mean, I ain't gonna lie. I was one of those people, mm-hmm. ah, black people in Tuskegee experiment. But yeah. once I put my clinical research hat on, I really went and looked at the population. I didn't look at Moderna, but I did look at Pfizer. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. they, they had about 30,000 participants. They, it, and the majority of their participants were Caucasian, if we're being honest. So mm-hmm. just because you see black people, some black nurses or black doctors getting it, the test has, the test, the quote unquote, and I hate to use this term, but especially because of my field, but the quote unquote lab rats were the people who were, who participated blindly. So in majority of them were not African-American. So, mm-hmm. you know, these people already put their lives on the line to see if this was going to be efficacious for us. And now that it's here, we should feel a little, you know, a little more uh, comfortable in going forward with that yeah because uh, i was one of, I, i've been looking on 1925 society and i was okay. like mm, these black doctors everybody getting uh-uh but yeah, you know, yeah. So let me go inform myself mm-hmm. so that i'm not being judgy i had to yeah i had to hop out of my little negro feelings myself because me i was too. like oh I, I, donald trump you know he's trying to kill us all on his way out okay you know i was thinking all that same dumb mm-hmm. shit too but i mean not dumb shit sorry if you think that but um <laughs> you know i had to go and research myself and i'm like okay that makes sense now I do agree with what you said about the long-term effects. I am concerned about that. I don't really know how long this mRNA hangs around and what else is going to instruct my little body to fight against. So that is something that I'm concerned about. But on the other hand, I still know that vaccines have eradicated polio. They've eradicated smallpox, other pandemics that ran rampant in the United States. Um, So it's like, I'm kind of, I'm on the fence. I'm probably going to get the vaccine. Not going to lie. Probably going to get it. A, just because my youngest son has a very, very sensitive respiratory system. (laughs) Um, When he gets allergies, he is a wheeze, it's full out nebulizer treatments, you know, whatever. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't sit with myself and, you know, feel okay possibly passing that to him and he can't handle it as best that I could, or maybe his older brother could. So that's, that's my stance. I mean, I'm not pushing anybody to get the vaccine, but you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, what y'all think? Right. Courtney, look at Courtney. <laughs> get the vaccine. Courtney, what you say? <laughs> right. Um, right now, at this particular time for me, it's a no, yeah. um, you know, but um, in a couple, I mean, maybe next year, if I see how everything is going, I may possibly um, be intrigued to do it. I know a couple of personal friends and stuff that have um, got it and they haven't texted me with no crazy side effects or, you know, them feeling weird or crazy um as of yet but um right now um i would be on a sense about it if i didn't have a lot of things going on and i would hate to bring covid into my house but thank god you know i've been a covid nurse before and i've taken all the precautions that i could have inside of my home and outside of my home and in the hospital arena to where um I, you know i've been safe and i've been protected so 
probably like in a year or so once I see it's been uh everybody's okay and nothing's crazy happening um I'll definitely think about it if, if I'm still in the hospital uh area because I'm trying to transfer from you know the hospital altogether at this point so if I'm still there it'll be something that I would you know look into but as of right now I, it's a no for me <laughs> it's just <laughs> you know what she just bust out what's wrong with you are you did, did you sneak some of the vaccine into your wine that you're sipping currently you okay no I just I just felt that you know okay are you practicing your growl that you might develop if you get the vaccine? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. Was that- but I, I did want to say, I don't know, and I don't know if y'all saw this, but people are getting Bell's palsy from... So I, I just I did I'm see that. Here looking like Faye Marshall Bill if y'all want. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, there, are some, there are some nurses in New York even though they just told us this week that they have the vaccine, there are some nurses in New York that took it two weeks ago. Mm. And they're having side effects. So, um, you know, I'm still essential. I'm still mission critical, essential and worker. But thank God I was I was promoted to management. Yay. But the downfall of that... Quick plug, quick down- plug, quick plug. <laughs> oh, with the promotion. <laughs> Black girl but magic. <laughs> but the downfall of that is they're speeding up us getting the vaccine. Because we are mission critical still. Oh. So the good thing about my position, I'm going to try to buck the system because I'm not trying to take be the first ones taking this vaccine because I don't want to be a guinea pig. And I, I have four kids to live for and I can't play with the government right. this COVID. So I'm all for the vaccine, just not right now. Like Shade said, there's a lot. It takes a lot to patent a vaccine. And it's too quick. It takes at least three years. And it's too quick. So y'all just pray for me and pray for Courtney, Alex, Chrissy, and Sade. Because we might be forced to take this vaccine if we don't want to. But, I mean, to your point, you know I got to play devil's advocate because, I mean, I just do. But usually it takes that long because of the amount of people that you need to draw into a study for it to be basically declared, I don't know what the research term is is for it but you know for it to be declared like a, a true study or whatever right what do you yeah, they I, usually I don't have a, a, mac, a, a number a minimum number of patients or subjects that they're trying to meet so it takes right. a while and everybody has to go through like a informed consent and um what's the word that i'm looking for chrissy when we have to um basically it's it's a, some guidelines that they have to meet to even be able to be included in this yeah get tested so inclusion yeah. exclusion but, criteria Right. Um, I just don't want to take it. I get it. I get it. I just was addressing that point because I don't want to give misinformation. Like, I know we have our own opinions and whatever. But at the same time, like, like Shade had said, one of them, the Pfizer, I think 30,000 people, um, you know, was the subject um, number or whatever the hell, in or whatever you call it. And then I think (laughs) the Moderna one was 40,000. Yeah. So because there are so many people that have been affected by this virus... That's why it was so much easier to expedite the amount of, you know, time that it takes to draw in all of those people. So I just wanted to debunk that far, no, not diminishing how you feel about the vaccine. So I got a I'm question. No, I, got a, mm-hmm. I got a question. So is it normal for this many? Because they got Morehouse, Pfizer, Moderna. They have a lot of different ones coming out. Is that normal? Yeah. It's normal. Yeah. Just think oh, about yeah, cancer. Absolutely. So like most of the time when I'm, I work in oncology, when I do my clinical studies and think about all the different types of cancers there are, and there's not one treatment for breast cancer. Okay. There's several different like, treatments. So when you think about it from that perspective, it's like, okay, there are several different routes that people can go because one drug doesn't work for everyone. Another one may. You know, so this is kind of like one of those kind of situations with the vaccine. It's a little different because, you know, we don't know if it's going to I mean, it's just in you. You don't know if it's going to work or not. But you're you have the hopes that they are because it's 95 percent efficacy, all of this stuff. But uh, but it is okay for there to be multiple drugs doing it, giving the same thing, just like depression. There's so many different antipsychotics and all of that on the market. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of along the same lines. So what it does. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What's the normal like timeline like for it to get approved? Like, is it y'all, did y'all think it's taking too? Did y'all think it's too fast? It depends. I, 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 I go ahead, Chrissy. I'm sorry. No, that's so in research when you have uh like a a virus that's growing rapidly, kind of puts you in the mind of like how they said, you know, polio stuff like that. 
when you have the amount of volunteers, you have enough participants to draw inference from the data that you get where you can put this drug on the market, especially if you have total response to a disease or not. So again, it just depends on disease response, number of participants in the study uh, across the trial as a whole, like you said, both for Pfizer and Moderna, because it was such a huge population in a short amount of time. Like they gave it to people who had already had COVID, people who had never had it, some people got placebos. So it's a number of things that happen where you, you look at the, um, sounds bad to say, adverse events on the backside, meaning it might be 10% of these participants that experience A, B, C, and D, or it might be 8% of the total population, which isn't bad. So if you got only 8% out of 70,000 people that are affected adversely, not seriously where they die, but adversely, the drug is okay to be put on the market. Mm-hmm. What's those okay. adversities putting, you know, made aware pretty much. Yeah. And you know, another thing too, um, is funding. So the government and oh, yeah. this kind of might be a, one of the reasons why people are wary about, I know that's why I was worried about it too, because the government like issued emergency funding for these trials, uh, for the vaccine. And so my first mind was why is Donald Trump running all this money but his vaccine, why is he hurrying up trying to push this out? You know what I'm saying? Cause at the end of the day, he does have some involvement in it because he's allowed the government to push funding for it. So that's another reason mm-hmm. why it was expedited as well. Cause there was emergency funding, funding allocated um, to, to do the trials. So that expedited a lot of time too. Cause sometimes, you know, they, they gotta wait years to fund however many millions of dollars you need to uh, come up with a vaccine job. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm like, I'm saying, I'm not over here like, yeah, yeah. Cause I know a lot of people and a lot of my colleagues are like, yeah, I'm going, I'm going home for the vaccine. I am scared about the vaccine. Do I want this, this virus to go away? Hell yeah. Um, do I know when it's gonna go? No, because it's what is it? Mar- we were we started this in March, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in March December, and there's a whole nother yeah. wave of people dying. Um, I'll tell you this my sister took it yesterday, and because she's she does histology, so she's exposed to infectious tissue all day, all day long. So she took it and she said she felt fine. She was like, you know, I had like a headache later. She said, but I felt fine. She was like, I cannot risk you know, coming to visit you guys, you have kids, mom and dad are older. She was like me giving it to someone. And I think that would also play a role. Like, like, you know, with me getting in, I know everybody's on the fence. I'm on the fence too, but if I have to start traveling again, because I do research as well. So if I have to start traveling, I have to protect myself. Also, some of our clinical research sites are going to make it mandatory that before you can come on site, you have to have a vaccination. So that's my bread, that's my butter. I gotta do what I have to do. No, I'm not willing to jeopardize my health, but at the same time, I have to really, you know, believe that the science is there behind it. You know, and no, nobody's trying to chip my ass or put speakers in my ass with this, you know, this vaccine or trying to, it can't be a mass killing because you're giving it to everybody. Now, do I have my thoughts? Yeah, I keep them to myself. I'm not a whistleblower. I'm not an anti-vax. I'm not one of those people. I am just, I'm an individual. So I'm going to look at things realistically and how they're going to affect me if I participate or not. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you just have, it's to each his own. Shout out to everybody who get it and the reasons why. And shout out to you if you want to wait. Now, if I start going like she go, then shit, don't take it. (laughs) 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 Exactly. Don't take it. But I mean, okay, so moving forward, because we could talk about this vaccine for this is see, like this was nerd talk. Y'all tuned into nerd talk. I know, right? right quick. <laughs> I know right, nerd heads came on. We'll get ratchet like, in a little bit. Just give a minute, give us a minute, okay? Um, <laughs> but through this through this back through this virus, I mean, you know, Erica kind of shouted out well, she did shout out like the black business owners, people doing the damn thing through this virus, you know, like people making moves, and that's what's up. Like that's cool, but is that something like do you would you have had to like accomplish something big in 2020 for you to feel accomplished? Cause I know me, I ain't did shit. I ain't did a damn thing. I'm just over here trying to keep my mind together. I mean, we launched the podcast, which is amazing, which right. is amazing. But I know I find myself feeling kind of like a failure. Cause I'm like, I didn't do half of the stuff that I really wanted to do by the end of this year. But I'm like, should I blame COVID or should I, should I just blame my own self? Which y'all, like, how y'all <laughs> I can speak to that. Mm-hmm. I can say this, you know, Nola Press Jew, shout out. I was going ham, cheese, no braid. <laughs> but then after I had my son, I felt demotivated. I felt 
discouraged, all those things. Like, not like my hype was gone, but trying to balance going back to work, having the children, you know, Chloe being in actual school, making sure she don't bring home COVID to me and anybody else in the house. And then finding time to pour into my business. I found out I didn't have the time. And like, it makes me feel like shit, honestly, because I know I need to go hard because if I keep saying I don't want to work for anybody and I get stagnant or I get demotivated or I get discouraged, I'm going to be working for the man. And that shit is not in the car to me. God already told me like, no. So boom, you can't do that. So, you know, I got to, I got to get my shit together. So it's like, I feel like there's highs and lows in 2020. And I think it has a lot to do with the pandemic and our new normal and how we've been thrusted into this, you know, reality that we all must face, whether we're ready or not. And shout out to everybody who maintained their business. Erica, you being one for sure, you know, shout out to Jim Construction being a big one for sure, you know, but it's like everybody else, like, don't feel bad if you fell off the wagon, get your ass back on it. Pick me up first, and then we're going to ride this bitch out. Right, I'm about to say, let me let me hang on the back tire right quick. <laughs> Get on, sis. Come on. Okay. But, Come on. But shout, out on. To, shout, out, shout out to all the teachers, because I have a, a different respect for teachers right now. Because Cole, Courtney, Alex, I top my hats off to y'all, because y'all have full-time careers, and you're doing virtual learning full-time. Okay, okay wait, wait. I'm, me, cheating. I, I'm, I'm wait, cheating. Wait, wait. Don't put me in that. Okay, because my children... <laughs> Cool, Chrissy. All right, but keep going. You it's, not doing me. it's not Alex. See with me. See with me. <laughs> See with me. I'm cheating. I pay. I pay for them to go to school. Virtual learning. Who I go to work because I tried it for one week and I can't do it. I have a five year old and a seven year old, and it's hard for kindergartners to just pay attention. So I pay a, this lady who has she has the patience. But shout out to all the moms out there that are going to 110 percent teaching these badass kids, and shout out to all the teachers. Because I have a, a whole new respect for teachers. Just y'all patience, you know, like teachers really make the world go around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I mean, they need a raise. Right. They really okay. need a raise because um, we only did virtual literally Monday and Tuesday, like this past Monday <laughs> and Tuesday. Um, <clears throat> y'all. And the thing is, Austin is, he's, he's a really good like self-learner, you know, but I'm like, you know, just shout out to y'all. Shout, shout out to y'all. I just, I don't even want to go into it. I'm healing from that currently. Um, don't feel bad, yeah. Alex. I don't have the patience either. Yeah, I, I, I just don't. I mean, local. I love my kid. I don't want to be the one to slip up and call my child stupid. You know, I don't want to slip because I'm gonna slip up. I'm gonna say, and I know they're not. I'm not. I don't. Please don't call CPS. I'm not gonna call. We them don't that. condone that. We don't condone that. Don't call your child stupid. We don't condone. But that. I mean. I know my nerves. Because I would call me stupid. What you doing? You stupid? Okay, wait. Hold on. Yeah. I, I never said that, but you know, whatever. But either way, let's go back to what we were talking about. Right. <laughs> I'm going down a black hole of crazy. I know um, friends that have kids, guys. Yeah, right. But I mean, speaking of that, mental health, I mean, has been in general decline during this pandemic. I know yeah. myself, y'all. I woke up like so many nights wondering was I dying today like mm -hmm. what's gonna happen if my if I die like what's gonna happen like oh my god I have to go to work because I mean we've been going to work since the pandemic nobody stopped going to work I've literally since March I've been having my same and I've been working more because one of my partners was on maternity leave so like mm -hmm. I would find myself thinking like oh my god what if I died what if I die tomorrow oh my god what, what's gonna happen with the kids oh lord did I write my life insurance down my my policy down somewhere did I do this did I do that so I find myself like spinning into crazy mode more often than not versus like focusing on my dreams and focusing on my next steps. Like any of y'all was dealing with like anxiety. I know my anxiety was on 12,000. I, I, I have PTSD because I don't, well, I'm gonna just put that out there that one of the reasons that caused our delay for the podcast was because I actually got COVID. So, uh, and I have sickle cell for anyone, you know, who doesn't know, who doesn't follow my page, but this is Sade, I have sickle cell. And before COVID, I mean, before all of that happened, like I, just to go back on COVID interrupting our lives, I think that's what you kind of started off with, Alex. I, the first week that COVID hit the U.S., I was in a pool of about 150 people that were let go from our jobs. So, I was laid off within the week. I went to the hospital for my sickle cell, then was out and then just didn't know what to do. And with everything kind of coming to a halt um, in my in my field, you know, I wasn't able to get another job. Like I had gotten a job and then they put the hiring, they put everything on hold because like Chrissy said, in our positions, we literally travel 
here and there and go everywhere. And for me at this point, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to not look for a job because I can't put my health on the line and they're not hiring anyway. So, you know, we started Homegirls and that's been something I've been very like has motivated me and things. But my mental health really did start declining. I didn't realize that until like, you know, I'm away from my family um, because I'm (laughs) booed up. But anyway, I I got it. I got Corona Bay. Corona Bay brought me to Vegas. Baby, so that we're right. <laughs> so that we're quarantining, you know, in Vegas. And it's cool, but you know, we ended up getting a little lazy during COVID in the midst and we see everybody partying, going to clubs, twerking, and you know, breathing on each other's chicken at brunch and stuff and smoking hookah together. So I was like, okay, well, maybe it won't be that bad if we go to Mexico. Went to Mexico, had the best trip of my life. And came back, immediately caught COVID, was sick for weeks, went into the hospital with pneumonia, COVID, and a sickle cell crisis. And I have, I have PTSD from that. And it has affected me to the point where I'm like almost scared to go outside and walk my dog. But not only that, you know, when we're talking about from the, what have I accomplished? I, it's crazy because I get so inspired and I look at everybody making moves and stuff. And I have been down on myself because I'm like, damn, what have I done? Like, I, and I've literally had nothing but time to do something. And it's crazy because, it, and I know y'all are, y'all look at me because y'all know what I have the potential, but I'm so busy boosting everybody else. And I'm like, damn, Shade, what are you waiting for? So, um, yeah, I'm, I have been demotivated, but I think it has, um, it has had something to do with my mental health declining, just not feeling productive, not wanting to get up out of bed, literally changing from daytime pajamas to nighttime pajamas. And, you know, literally just really just not feeling like myself because I'm so used to being in go mode Um, and just not being around my family and just, just everything I've endured through this year. So I am happy that I'm realizing it now and that I'm seeing those posts that are saying, or just my friends talking to me saying like, you don't have to do things at everyone else's speed. You don't have to do anything because this person is doing it. It's okay. Plans change, but at the end of the day, I know I'm going to be able to pick back up. And look, he, God didn't brought me this far. It's the end of 2020. I'm still alive and kicking. I'm okay. drinking wine and I'm still <laughs> cute or whatever out here. In the COVID, well, I ain't in the COVID streets, but I'm in the house, but still. So yeah, so I'm thankful for that. But yeah, okay. mental health is real. So, you know, check on your friends with kids, check on your friends with dogs because we ain't, we ain't okay. <laughs> Can I, let me just say one thing um, before you bring us into the next topic, Agnes. For the people that's like saying, oh, they had the, I had the, the pandemic happen and I had so much time on my hands and I didn't do anything with this time. Girl, if you were still mentally sane at this point, You've mm-hmm. done something, yeah. you know, some people are battling, you know, depression periods and they cannot get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are battling, you know, the fact that they losing loved ones in a the hospital. They wasn't there to say their last goodbye and, you know, things like that. So even if you just stayed healthy and stayed sane through all this, give yourself a round of applause. You've accomplished something. Now, you may have not started that business or, you know, started that exercise routine or that weight loss journey that you said you was going to start, but you're here to still do it right now. So give yourself a pat on the back because some people with their mental illness, they didn't make it through. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of suicides and a lot of domestic violence, you know, all of that has been on the rise since the pandemic, you know? So even if you didn't start whatever you set out to start for 2020, you're here, you're alive, 2021, it kill it. You know what I'm saying? And it might be another lockdown. It might be another six weeks that, you know, they close the U.S. down. Just as I don't want people to feel pressure to have to do something like, oh, I see this one doing this. This one started this. I ain't did nothing. Ma'am, if you're here and you're healthy and you're mentally sane, you've conquered something. Just okay. like <laughs> that's yes. what I want to yes. see. Thank you, Courtney. I needed that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know. I'm getting teary and I'm like, okay, I'm not getting I was not gonna get teary today, but just watching Shade talk and I'm just thankful that he brought our friend through that. I mean, yes. like you yeah. said, people have lost people left and right. I personally have not had a, a loss of a close family member or you know friend from COVID. And we always scared when Shade was in the hospital. Yeah. We didn't give a damn oh, about yeah. 
ass at the time, you know, because at the end of the day, we dogs for real. Um, mm-hmm. So she was going through that. That was a scary time for all of us. And I'm going to move on because, baby, my little nose is getting red oh. and whatever. But oh. I just wanted to oh. shout out God. Um, yeah. I love all of y'all. Oh. Y'all really yeah. helped yeah. me down and y'all kept my spirits high. I was in there by myself. Yeah. And the prayers, the, la- the laughter y'all brought me and all of that, like, it really, like, I don't think anybody realizes how scary it is until you're in a hospital by yourself and you don't know if you're gonna make it out you know what I'm saying like that was one of the and I've had sickle cell all my life 35 years but that was the hospitalization that I am never going to forget but I am thankful that I have people that love me and care about me that kept me motivated and kept my spirits high because I, I honestly think that's what got me through it so Thank you, Alex. Yeah. I see you over there wiping your tears. Yeah. Yeah. Moving right yeah. along. Y'all done got <laughs> that was definitely. And I stayed in the hospital. Right. I stayed, I've been in hospitalizations with Shade while, you know, she had sickle cell. And this one, first of all, she was far away. I couldn't get to her. Mm-hmm. And her mom was calling me. I said, girl, if you don't call me on three with these doctors and find out what's going on, child. I, I was getting, every time I got a phone call from her mom, I was getting nervous because I didn't know what they was going to say. And I had to answer the phone. And, you know, sometimes I would text her and she wouldn't answer. And I would be like, girl, what's going on up in there? But I'm so happy that she's so cute and healthy. And Y'all got me about to cry now. I'm sorry. So it's like, that was, so with that, with that happening, I cannot imagine like losing somebody, you know what I'm saying? Because, like I say, she was, you know, they ain't nobody self. You don't know what's going on, you know? You don't know how they treat Y'all need to stop because my eyes are watering. Courtney, you tearing up. I'm about to tear up. You know, I'm a nurse. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, I had to go in the room with people. So it's like, I was thinking, like, if I had my family member in the bed and they by themselves and they fighting this by themselves, girl, what I started doing, I had started FaceTiming their family members on my phone, on my actual cell phone. I'm like, do they have an iPhone? Let me FaceTime. So we saw FaceTime. Then our job actually brought us iPads that was on like a little rolling thing to where we can FaceTime their family members because Aww. these people was by themselves. You know oh what I'm saying? God. So the fact that I yeah. knew somebody that was that close to me that was going through this, like, I'm just so glad this, you know, she beat that and she just cute and we just ready for, you know, season two. And the we ready for season two. We ready for season two. Because baby, look, this season one was supposed to be nice and light. I don't know what... <laughs> Right. I don't know what just happened here, but um, right. here we are. Uh, but let, let me tell the homegirls that's together. listening. I left, I left the hospital and I think I hit y'all in the group chat and was like, okay, so when, what we doing? What we about yeah. to do with season two? And y'all right. had to call me now. Can you go hydrate? Can you, can you go hydrate? <laughs> um, so getting back to the topic, because look, we could joke about this all day, but right. yes, big shout out to God for protection and for okay. all of this. For sure, for sure. You know, so, I mean, do y'all think it's safe to say we don't need to be making no New Year's resolutions in 2021? Because I'm not. I mean, yeah. oh, I'm, not. I'm just not. I'm yeah. just not. Um, but on another note, and kind of just swinging into the next topic that I want to hit on. So, okay, back to COVID. You know, we, we've had distance. You know, people can't get together or should not be getting together like we used to be able to. The picnics, the girl trips and all this. So it's really important to have a certain type of maintenance of your friends. <laughs> you know, some people, you know, look, let me tell you something. I have never been a high maintenance friend. I'm just not. Yep. I'm one of those people. You don't have to talk to me for six months. And if we can pick back up at the six month mark and it's what it was six months ago, I'm good with that. I don't expect you to shout me out on Facebook for birthdays. I don't expect you to invite me to yeah. everything. I don't, I'm not the friend that, oh, I better be in her wedding. I'm just not mm-hmm. that friend. I have always yeah. been a low maintenance friend. And I feel like during this pandemic, how important do you think it is to have like low maintenance friends? Because I don't have many high maintenance friends at all. So let let me just say something real quick because um <laughs> some of my friends <laughs> know I'm gonna go last it's all too well. But um I'm a legit low maintenance friend. I know my friends have lives, they have jobs, they have careers, they have children, they're dog moms. I get it. They're big sisters, you know what I mean? So I don't require much to maintain my friendship. Like, we don't have to talk, like Alex said, daily. We don't have to be in each other's face. I'm going to give you all an example real quick. Courtney lives five minutes away from me. Courtney and I have gone weeks at a time where we've seen each other every week. 
I think just as long as I haven't seen you, Courtney, since I moved over to Slido, but I see Courtney very often to take it personal if I don't invite them to my house or I don't go to their house or I don't see them a call all the time. I just can't do it. Like I have four kids, like one, two, three, four. I am busy. Like I have, like Alex said, we're talking about mental health. I have a 19 year old who's coping about not being in college while she's supposed to be experiencing college. Her whole freshman year was cut short. Sophomore year, she's been home. She's going back to school beginning her junior year. She hopes. Next thing you know, she's going to graduate and have not, and did not have the college experience that she wanted. You know what I'm saying? So it's important to be a low maintenance friend. High maintenance friends, if you need more than that from your homegirl, Chrissy, you're not going to get it. Because I ain't got it. <laughs> I ain't got it. So I just want y'all to know. But you it, know it what? happening. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think I can even blame the kids. Like, I've always not, ca- you know, and it, it may be toxic on the cool. It may almost be a toxic trait of mine. <laughs> but I just really don't care that much about anything. I mean, I just, you know, it's like, oh, she didn't invite me? Well, okay, I'll see you next time. Oh, she was in town and didn't stop? Oh, well, I guess she was busy. Like, if things don't bother me like that. You know, so how, mm-hmm. and if y'all consider yourselves high maintenance friends, I don't think I can't hand. I don't think I am, but I, you know, I don't think I am. Yeah. Like, not to me. Yeah, I don't, I'm not high maintenance. Not to me. I'm not, but I have high maintenance. Erica, friends. you be busy. Erica, you be busy yeah. anyway. Erica, like, look, I'm working, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Look, I got to hit you on the, on the rebound. Right. Like, I'm you high know? maintenance. I'm not high maintenance, but I have high maintenance friends and, um, at the end of the day, I have four kids and they number they come first. So the only thing I can say is check on your friends. That's important because I've had friends die. Uh, there are people that I'm close to die. And a lot of times I wonder, should I have checked on them? But when it comes to high maintenance friends, that's when it's like you have to. Um, so, okay. So Sade, she, Sade has, she's a dog mom, right? I have some friends that don't have kids and they're high maintenance and they're also inconsiderate. So... Do I take that to heart? No, I don't. I don't. I just always remind them that I have kids and they come first. So it's kind of like, as you get older, you kind of wing away from those friends. It's nothing personal. That's where I'm low maintenance because I cannot speak to you in a year, but the love is still there. But when it's certain situations, I expect you to be considerate of the fact that I have kids and the fact that I have a career and my own business and just a family, a life of my own. Everything mm-hmm. isn't about you. It's not all, everything's not about you at this moment. And, you know, just, it, that's come when you as a person have to know when to put your foot down and put what's important to you first. So I'm low maintenance, but I have high maintenance friends and it has pros and its cons. But I just mm. do me and I put me first. And I can care less about their feelings. That poor Erica. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Look, I couldn't unmute fast enough. Hold on. I'm like, whoa, wait, I had a whole okay. bunch of woos and turns, but I couldn't unmute fast enough. <laughs> yeah. I definitely am a, a low maintenance friend. Um both of uh two of my best friends, one of them live in Baton Rouge, one of them live in Atlanta. So we I can't be high maintenance. They can't we can't do nothing. So but I mean, are we badgering each other down if a, a day or two go by and nobody didn't take the call girl no they both uh moms they both have careers one work overnight with me and you know the other one they they're just battling life you know what i'm saying but when i pick up the phone to text them you know they always reciprocate back answer the text so you know like we always we always keep each other up to date on what's going on it ain't nothing crazy because if a girl came to me and checked me about checking on her child she'll be cut i'm not doing that right? we're not doing that girl are you right. sleeping with me at night I'm, girl so right i'm trying to figure that out i'm trying um, to figure okay <laughs> sorry i'm not gonna stay and linger because i know i can talk about this all day but I um I, I don't consider myself a, a high maintenance friend but i am one of the I'm one of those girls that have a a lot of very close best friends. I'm in the circle of people, you know, and (laughs) it gets very hard. Um, I did have somebody that I was really close to and she would get mad at me if I didn't message her first on Mother's Day or, you know, certain things that she felt like I should treat her. uh, I should be doing things. It was almost like we had a friendship contract that I didn't, I wasn't privy of. You didn't sign. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't sign, didn't see it, honey. Like what? 
Did you <laughs> did you sign it for me in my sleep or what? But, did you forge it for me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you know, and so I had to let her know, like, hey, we have life. I'm in a re- like either I'm in a relationship, I'm juggling work, whatever the case is. Like my the when I wake up in the morning, my forefront isn't you. That doesn't mean I love don't love you. But at the end of the day, we all are juggling different things. But I, I do have a couple of other friends who are very high maintenance and it's very difficult, especially when you think about like Eric and you both said, Alex, like I'm, I'm one of the friends that don't have children. So I'm very mindful and conscious of the moms and I'm conscious of people having careers and being married or in relationships or whatever the case. I couldn't imagine having to do all that. And then I'm supposed to go down my list of friends and call on everybody every day. I wouldn't, and I had to explain to that one girl that I was talking about, like if I sat up and called every single one of my friends, because I'm a girl's girl, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? I am a girl's girl. And I have a lot of people that I consider, like I have my, my core, I have, and then I have a lot of people that I'm really close with, you know, that may not be just the besties or I don't have a group chat, but that doesn't mean that they're not close to me. I would be all day. Mm-hmm. I could literally spend 24 hours and still not be through my friend list, essentially. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I needed to talk to everyone. So it's just important that people be mindful, A, that you don't know what someone else is going through because you don't talk to them every day. So don't mm-hmm. take things personal if they don't remember your birthday or if they don't haven't checked up on you because you don't know what they're doing to make them not be able to. And it shouldn't be mm-hmm. any love loss. I love being able to reconnect. I have friends that I, you know, have been friends with since high school and I haven't talked to them. Like you said, I think, uh, Erica, you said something. I haven't talked to somebody in a year and we catch up like it's just like, like, like we never skipped a beat. And I enjoy that. That's when you know the love is real and it's not contingent upon all these other factors. People like, I'm, I'm realizing now, at 35 years old, people like being able to say, oh, I got a best friend, my best friend, this, this, this. But at right. the end of the day, like, a friend that is a shit friend. Is weird. Right? <laughs> that shit is weird. I'm sorry. I just never, oh yeah, that's my best friend. That's, okay. <laughs> to me, it's very narcissistic and it's very self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. Like, for people to just be, oh, that's my best friend. Oh, oh yeah, my best friend posted, oh, this, like, <laughs> girl. Because this is weirding me out. And like I said, this may be me me going back to my toxic trait of detachment. But it's like, why do you want to be so close to me? This is freaking weird. Like, you know, I'm not saying you want to screw me or nothing like that. But it's like, girl, why do you want to be that close? Like, it's weird. I love you. You're cool. You could be cool with somebody else just like me. It's okay. You can go on a trip with them. I'm fine with it. Right. You don't have to repost me nowhere. You don't have, you know, right. we don't have to do all that. Like, I'm just right. not, oh, that's my best friend. Oh, yeah, because maybe if somebody else, their best friend, oh, I'm about to get the get. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not get the get. Right. But, but I do think in, in the same instance, like, if you're doing something, um, like, say, for instance, I had, I was traveling, I was planning a birthday trip. I am going to be inclusive of everyone. And I've learned, and like, I think we had this in a, we had this conversation like a while back about, you know, I had to get called out and I ain't going to say no names. (laughs) But, but it's not just, you know, who she, she knows who she is right now, but it's, it's actually, matter of fact, three of y'all in the podcast. And then some of my friends outside of the podcast, but being the single or the friend that doesn't have children, sometimes you don't want to feel like you're putting pressure on to your friend who is a mom or who is in relationships. Because sometimes, you know, you never know how somebody's partner may feel like you're the single girl that's inviting them to the club at night or inviting them. Like I've been in these situations where it's been, I know you're looking side-eyeing, but it's girl, it's crazy out here in these in these single streets. People think that you just try. If Courtney, if I'm trying to get you to come out, I don't want Glenn saying, "Oh, Shad ain't trying to get my baby to thought or nothing yeah. like that." Girl, <laughs> that is Even so weird. Want to go out and shake a like, little, have a little sip? Like, if you single, what what difference does it make if you had somebody? You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, what is the difference of your uh, relationship status if I go to the club with you? Because exactly. you could be married and still be thought. Like, okay. Yeah. But, okay, but the thing is, people create, people create those situations. So it makes the person, like, it, it made me, and not that anything like that happened. I was just giving right. a, hype, you know, hypo- hypothetical situation, but like, 
I have been in those instances. So I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't invite on this kind of girl's trip because I don't want it to be, or I don't want to impose or whatever. But I had to realize, still extend the invitation. You know what I'm saying? And that, does, that really not, doesn't have anything to do with the high maintenance versus low maintenance. But I, I just wanted to put it out there. As long as you're making sure to treat people accordingly and everybody the same, you know, then that's all that matters because everybody's going to feel the love. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. all I can do. That's yeah. all I can And at the end of the day, grow up. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to all the high maintenance friends. Y'all need to grow up. Okay, because that shit is childish. And excuse my French. Some people got life, whether they have kids or not. Like, and like we said, we're in the middle of a freaking pandemic. People going nuts trying to see if they're going to stay alive. Can I touch the door handle? Oh, Lord, did I shake that lady hand? Like, people right. don't have time to be I'm worrying coughing. about is it. Is it, is it, is it COVID right. or is, do I have a cold? Like, right, right, right. Oh, Lord, what's this tickle? Lord, is it me? Is it my turn? <laughs> you know, like, and you, and you got to be considerate of people. Like, it's a pandemic. People, a lot, like y'all say, people walking around with hand sanitizers, people still walk around with gloves and masks, and you want to have stuff in other countries and, you know, trips and stuff. And it's not that people don't want to come to support you, you know, just come for your birthday or whatever. It's a pandemic. So you got to make sure the numbers aren't even... If it's right. this time next year, you got to make sure the number's not high. People not you know, risking so, their lives to attend your birthday. Like, we want to come okay. back to our families. You know, Y'all, so, you know to be this? considerate. Right. I'm going to Zoom you. call you for your birthday. <laughs> so, also say, grow up if you're a high maintenance friend. People got life to live. Check on your friends. If it's Q two hours, don't do that. If it's Q four <laughs> months, sure, go for it. You know, like, stop doing that shit. That shit is weird. <laughs> Ooh, in Q4. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was my pharmacist coming out. That's every every two hours. Stop being a weirdo. Like, stop that. Okay? Now, if, if your fellow high maintenance friend wants you to call every 30 minutes, go for it. But it's, I can promise you there's nobody on this chat. So, no, right. No it's not one of us. But. I'm not going to answer. Y'all, you know what? I know. But, I mean, okay. I'm not even about to. Look, because we're not going to be messy today. We're not doing that. But what we're going to happen to is the Negro solstice that just passed. Okay? It was December 21st. Okay? Now, I thought this was just one big joke on Instagram. I didn't think this was, like, a real thing. I just knew, you know, all the Black people were supposed to be flying and looking through walls today. Now, my powers didn't kick in yet. But, Chrissy, can you tell us exactly what this was? Like, <laughs> So, it was the alignment between Saturn and Jupiter, where they got so close that... From the naked eye, it looks as though it's one planet. So this hasn't happened, I want to say like over 400, 800 years actually. So the whole theory behind, you know, the black people is becoming black lightning and shit. Um, cause my power definitely kicked in and I'm ready for 2021. Um, so pretty much 400 years ago, if you read the Bible, I don't care. Fight me on this. People of non-color, I don't care. It's what I believe. So pretty much... African-Americans are God's chosen people, okay? So we've been impressed, enslaved, all these things. Um, and December 21st marks a 400-year mark that the curse is apparently supposed to be lifted, which also happens to happen at the same time that Saturn and Jupiter align. So that's the whole Black people coming out of this trance that if you thought it, we were inferior to people, we're not. So get that shit out to here. It's like the age of enlightenment. Like it's not being woke, but it's black people tapping into the true essence of what it means to be black. The shit that we do every day. So it's How did just kind of like December twenty first. So I guess somebody looked at the biblical timeline. I don't know, Shadi, I'm not a. Um, she about to make a lie. Like she was doing so good. <laughs> Historical. Uh, I'm not a Hebrew <laughs> historian, but that's what they said. So I guess like judging from the time AD or BC, I don't know. I don't read the Bible like that, guys. I'm just spiritual. Judge me if you want. Don't no care. Judgment. But it is, I know in the Bible that they were talking how the Israelites were enslaved and all that. And of course, any black person that I've grown up with were like, oh, you know, that's us. We, we the Israelites in the Bible. We guys chosen people. I was like, yeah. Okay. But so yeah. that's what that is. So, you know, yeah. but that's why black people are like, oh, I didn't get my powers yet. And yeah, like that enslavement mentality that, you know, all of that negativity is done. It's oh, dead. Okay. So you didn't, you didn't yeah. fly to work today. Cause I tried it. I tried. I work from home. So I flew, I flew to my office though. Uh -huh. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I knew. It. Well, I kind of ran through my day before we hopped on our recording, but I'm gonna tell y'all something. Something was activated in me today. Okay, <laughs> I slept for like four hours. I went to work for six in the morning. No one got cursed out. Everybody was fine. 
I got off. I went back to another store. I got food to cook. I did the virtual learning that we talked about earlier. My child is still alive and he learned and he still has his eyes and all of his fingers. Cooked the food. (laughs) Yes, I cooked the food and now I'm here on the podcast. So something was active. Some spark was lit. I'm going to start calling myself Lisa. That's what I'm doing. Oh, I like that. You like that? I like that. Because, I mean, I might have been like, but laser. I'm going with laser. Laser out. Laser out. Laser out. I like it. No. Okay, but no, on the cool. And I really just wanted to juice with this. Like, I I, I really do feel, like, somewhat enlightened, but I don't think it's from 1221. I think it was just because I've been praying to get my mind together. Amen. But if y'all had to pick a superpower, what, what superpower y'all pick? <laughs> I'm just trying. I want to be. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, I be walking on water. You know what, Jesus? Because <laughs> you never know, Trump. You never know what he about to do to the world. So he about to I just want better. So you gonna walk, walk over to where? water? Walk on gonna, water. Forget where you gonna walk to though? Um, to the moon. Right. To the moon. That's a lot of walking, sis. Absorb <laughs> this water through your feet for your long journey that you are gonna have to carry. <laughs> but, but see, I can't swim though, so you know, like right. honestly, with Hurricane Katrina, I'm so glad that I left the day before because I can't swim. So if I, I had, you know what? Walk wow. on water. That's why you need well, to okay. Okay. That's what's up, sis. I like the rationale. Cool. What you doing? You I flying just, or what? No, I just want to be invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Don't nobody mind me me to death. Don't nobody call the nurse bell for nothing. I just... It's, it's getting done, but you don't see me. Everything's getting done, but it's, you're not seeing me. Leave me alone. <laughs> a, real power, a real one will be patience, because I don't have no patience. Mm-hmm. That would be one for real. I think that's <laughs> What you doing, Super Shardy? You, uh... You know, I don't know, because I didn't know what none of this was, but if I had a... If I needed to... If I needed... I wish I could be a fly on the wall. <laughs> Anywhere I needed to be. Nah, for real though. I wish I could like, you know, like y'all y'all ever seen the um, what's that? I dream of genie. I wish I could okay. just wiggle my nose and just be wherever I wanted to be at any moment. And mm. and if I can, if I wanted to rob a bank and I get, and get away with it, I could. All right. Well, we don't condone this. Invisible. Just rip me. We don't condone this. Chris, say yours because I'm about to cut this short. So they trying to get us caught up in the fit. I, I said teleporting. I, I said I want to. Okay, teleport. yeah. So we done. All right then, y'all. Um, <laughs> shout out <laughs> to episode one, season two. We have made it. Whether we flew, whether we got here in a lightning quick flash, we have made it, <laughs> sisters and brothers. Um, but yeah, I mean. Cheers to the juice. Another another season. Let's go. If y'all ready to roll, we ready to roll. All right. We are. Yes. So um, for the first time in 2020, season two, let's cue the music. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. Zoom. <laughs>